Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome back to another broadcast of Reimaged. I'm your host, Stephen Steele, and it is truly a blessing for you to listen in with us wherever you may find yourself at today, uh, whatever you may be doing. Maybe you're at work, maybe you're cleaning up at the house, maybe you're driving, you know, maybe you're just sitting out on your porch listening to this podcast, but wherever you're at, maybe you're in the gym. Uh, you know, lifting weights or, or working out and bettering your health, no matter where you may be at, know always you have a God that is concerned about you. And I am so glad that you chose to tune in today. Well, as always, let us go to the throne of God, to the grace throne. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you today. We give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. Father, thank you for you being the one that makes provision. Thank you for being the one, O oh God, to allow us to be able to do what we do, O oh God, to come across uh, these uh, technological ways, O oh God, to be able to share your word, to strengthen the body of Christ, to strengthen your people today, to give a word that is in season, O oh God, that will help somebody today. Now, Holy Spirit, I'm glad that you are in me and that you are among us in this uh, broadcast. And I just pray today that you would speak to somebody's heart. Let them be in, uh, strengthened. Let them be encouraged today, O oh God. Let them know and find, O oh God, the faith, O oh God, to believe you, O oh God, to acquiesce to your word today. I pray in the name of Jesus. And Father, I'm praying today, O oh God, that your people, God, everywhere, O oh God, that's listening in, God, begin to understand, O oh God, the importance of having a voice of significance. So Father, we bless you and we give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise today in Jesus' name. Amen. Truly, I thank God today uh, for you all. I am so excited to uh, share on this journey with you all as we are uh, endeavoring to be a blessing to the body of Christ, to anyone that chooses to listen in to this podcast. And we know that certainly that God is using different ways and various methods to be able to convey his word to people who do not know him and even to those of us who do know him uh, and that have been praying and asking God, seeking God for wisdom, understanding what's the next step. I pray today that something is said in this broadcast that will encourage you. Well, on last week, we began the introduction of our very first podcast series titled The Voice of Significance. And as always, I'll just take a few minutes to recap and bring us up to speed. And then we're going to go on. Hopefully that sounds good to you and that, uh, you know, grab your Bibles. Uh, make sure that you, you know, take in some notes or or making a mental note, if you can, of some things. And and I'm Know that the Holy Spirit will always bring these things back to your remembrance. You know, Jesus said that that is the reason why the paraclete, the one that walks alongside of us, the Holy Spirit, he that comes and came down to dwell on the inside of us, just as he dwelled in the inside of Jesus, he dwells on the inside of us. And if you have not been filled with the Holy Ghost, it is a free 
gift, y'all. He is a free gift that the Father has sent to us. Jesus told the disciples when they were looking all sad and bogged down, you know, can you imagine riding with somebody, being with somebody for over three years that, you know, the Bible says that when many of them followed Jesus, that they actually left the things that they were doing as they were and they went and they followed after him. Can you imagine just up and just getting off your job? Jesus just come by and said, follow me. And you just you don't care what your boss think. You don't care what your coworkers think. You just leave and follow him. And then after three years of just being with him, he just says, guess what? I'm getting ready to leave. But Jesus told them, he encouraged them, and he told them, he said that I will not leave you comfortless. I'm sending the comforter. I'm sending the paraclete. I'm sending the one who is going to walk alongside of you. He is going to be with you. He's going to be in you. Glory to God. Isn't that good to know today? The Holy Spirit the very free gift of God, he will come and dwell on the inside of you. The Bible says all we have to do is ask, you know, Paul, when the Bible says over in Acts of between between Acts 17 and 19, when he was traveling the coast of Caesarea, the Bible says that he came across some disciples of John who only knew the, the baptism of repentance, but they were saved and Paul asked them, the apostle Paul asked them and said, have you received since you believe? What was he saying? Have you received the free gift of the Holy Ghost, of the Holy Spirit? Amen. So if you do not have the spirit of God dwelling on the inside of you, it does not mean you're not saved. It just means that you haven't received the dunamis, the power that God has promised us as believers. You know what? Uh, as, as we was recapping last week speaking along the, the, the lines of salvation last week we was a uh, pentecost sunday and it was the birthing of the church there in jerusalem it was the birthing and the outpouring of the spirit of god in the earth as the as the prophet joel had actually prophesied and said that god would pour out his spirit upon all flesh at that time in the upper room there was over a hundred people that was there of all different nationality, creeds, and colors there in the book of Acts, chapter number two. And the Bible says that the Ruach uh, came in, the breath, the, the power of God, the Holy Spirit. He came in like a mighty whirlwind. And he wrecked their lives in a good way. Hallelujah to God. And many of us who've been filled with the Holy Spirit, we know exactly what that feeling is like. That whirlwind is down in our belly. But th but check this out. After they received the Holy Spirit, something very interesting happened. You know, the Bible says immediately after he came and set on them that he filled them. Something interesting in correlation with Scripture happened. They spake, you know, you we 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 talked about last week that when Nicodemus, we went through the whole scenario of Nicodemus, you know, coming to Jesus in at night. Now, you got to understand this um, from the standpoint of the scriptures, the time um, and, you know, giving into account how things were back then. In those days, we got to understand culture at that time. Uh, Jesus was the master of masters. He's the Lord of Lords. He's the King of Kings. And Nicodemus understood this. I hope that 
uh, you're hurt, you're hearing something that you never probably heard before in Scripture uh, that's always been there in plain sight to us. But it takes the Holy Spirit. It takes anointed men and women of God that are called of God to be able to bring forth these revelations, these um, word, the word, their revelation in the Greek is epinosis, to bring forth this epinosis, this this revelation to pull or unveil back so something can be exposed. But it's always been there. Nicodemus was a high rabbi, but he he was intrigued. He was intrigued whenever Jesus spake. He was intrigued. We're talking about the voice of significance. Jesus' voice was significant to Nicodemus enough that he went to him and and at night and said to him and said, you know what? I mean, what is this that you're talking about? What you know, you keep talking about being this born again and and you know, and Jesus, if you actually read the, the John chapter number three in its entirety in that text of of uh there when Jesus tells him you know, very sternly, Jesus is telling him, like, look, hey, you a top dude that's teaching people around here and you don't have a clue what's going on, do you? You know, they didn't. The Jewish people couldn't even see that Jesus was the full manifestation of everything that they did. And they were as a people, all the feasts and tab uh, tabernacles and all the, the types and shadows. Jesus was the manifestation of all of those things. And he and he kind of scolded Nicodemus was like, you don't even know, do you? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten in the word that we we looked at there that he said his only begotten son. But in the Greek is actually translated monogene so jesus for god so loved the world that he gave his only monogene that god gave a piece of himself he gave the dna of himself that we could be born again and jesus told him he said you can't even begin to receive unless you're born from above that's the original translation now when you say that you know it takes on a whole different meaning it may even spook some people out guess what don't we can't apologize for what scripture says we got to understand and grab it we got to wrestle with it we got to take it in we got to allow it to transform us from the inside out so jesus is talking about our inward man uh the bible speaks in different ways about it uh about our heart uh, the hidden man of the heart the inward man of the heart that's talking about our born again spirit. When we receive the monogene, when we receive the seed of God into us, you know, the Bible believes, believe it or not, in Mark chapter four, when it's talking about the sower sowing the seed, that word, their seed is actually in the Greek is sperma, where we get the word sperm from. And we know sperm is life. It contains life in it. It contains the DNA helix of that individual. Hey, man, glory to God. So do I hope that that's painting a picture for you that with your sanctified imagination that's what i like to say with your sanctified imagination i hope it's painting a picture for you of the fact that jesus was this monogene he was the gene that was injected on the inside of us amen glory to god and so that gene began to transform us it began to germinate within us amen hallelujah i get excited thinking about the born again experience of how god could take something so significant as speech and cause one to be born again when it meets faith 
Hallelujah to God. So it takes a word spoken in season or even out of season. It takes a word. And what that basically saying is even when it's not favorable, it doesn't mean that it's not relevant. The word of God is always relevant. Amen. Glory to God. But it's about finding, amen, the word that God would have us to say, even in favorable times or unfavorable times. Amen. Glory to God. So John 316 is the start of all of this. So Jesus said, look, you got in order for you to get this thing, you got to be made of the same essence that I'm made from. Amen. Glory to God. You can't get this with earthly understanding and wisdom. You you can't even begin to get this. You have to be born again. So we thank God today for the word. Amen. That that's what started it. So the disciples, as they as they saw Jesus ascend back from where he came from, they were then left. And all they had was is that they needed to wait somewhere to receive power. And so as they waited there on the day of Pentecost, 50 days after the resurrection, the Holy Spirit, he fell upon them in that room and they began to speak with ecstatic tongues, elated tongues. Amen. As he gave them utterance. So we see a correlation here and we're talking about the voice of significance, which this podcast series right now is titled. And we'll talk about it until the Lord tell us to let it go. But I believe in this season and time that we're in, you know, you're probably thinking, wow, uh, Brother Steve, you know, you haven't said anything about the current things that's going on in the nation about, you know, the the blatant racism, the police brutality, the killing of, of innocent people and, you know, and the coronavirus and all of these things. The reason why is because God's word is all that matters. His word is truth his word is everything you know the bible says that jesus prayed in john chapter 16 before he was getting ready to go and be crucified and he prayed and he said father i thank you for these for the ones you have given me for these that are here for the ones that you have given me i thank you and i'm praying today that you would sanctify them according to thy truth So that's where we have to operate from as the people of God. Now, listen, Steve is not saying to you all that I don't care, that I'm insensitive, that I'm not acknowledging what's going on. I fully acknowledge it. But again, we need a word that is in season. We need a word that is going to ignite everybody. And guess what? I don't always have the right thing to say, but God does. And if we wait on him to speak through us, he'll give us a word that is significant. So the Apostle Paul, he talks about over in 2 Corinthians chapter number five about the man who is in Christ. And, you know, Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, chapter number one, it reads in the very first chapter here. This is titled to the Hebrew people and is letting them know. He says here, God, who has sundry times, verse number one, and in diver manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophet. So God back then, when he would speak, he only spake through the prophets. The prophets were the ones who were able to reveal what the mind and the will of God was towards his people because they did not know because God didn't speak to everybody like that. Remember, again, back then, there was only three people who were anointed. It was the prophet, the priest, the prophet and the king. 
So those were the ones who heard the message that God had to send to his people. So the Hebrew people are very acquainted with what the writer of Hebrews is saying to them. And, you know, I would say this, you know, on the things that we see that's happening um, in our very eyes and in our midst, the church is at a point where she can be everything that God has ordained her to be his glory in the earth, a beacon of light, a place of refuge, a place of love, a place of transformation. All of these things are housed in the church. Now, you and I are not the church solely. We help make up the body of Christ, just like small drops of blood, sails, uh, uh, our skin, our organs. All of those things help make up the body. The liver by itself isn't the whole body. It's part of it. And we're part of that body. Amen. And that's why we have to be joined together with the local church, with the local body. And we have to be in there praying the will of God. We have to be in there praying as the Romans says in chapter number eight, because it says we don't know how to pray as we ought to. But it is the spirit that gives utterance. Amen. So if we allow the spirit of God to give us utterance, then we will say something of significance. Hallelujah to God. And, you know, and right now, so many people are looking to leadership. And this is where the church has a beautiful opportunity to rise up, not just hand out a dinner, not just hug somebody, but allow God to speak through us as his as his governing body in the earth. Amen. That's right. The church is, you know, the church is the one that is the gatekeepers of the world. Now you say, how in the world are you saying all of this stuff? I mean, I hear what you're saying, talking about the voice of significance, talking about this Holy Ghost, this Holy Spirit. And now you're talking about that, the, that the church is this gatekeeper. It is. Remember, we talked about last week in Genesis chapter one, two, about how God, when he spake, he, he spoke and he said, let there be. And there was whatever God speak is truth. It will be, it's going to happen. It's going to be ordained. And not only that, but it's going to manifest. So he said here that let us make man in our own image. And that word there talks about resemblance. Let us make man in our own endless resemblance. Now, God is not a man himself. Okay, Jesus is the express image through man of God. Amen. Glory to God. But God is pure energy. That's what he is. He's a spirit. He is pure. He's an energetic being. And energy is able to manipulate things around it because of his essence. Have you ever remember the old science experiments? We used to stick our hand on that glow on that on that plasma globe and your hairs would stand up. It's because it was energy and energy affects everything around it. So God is pure energy. That's why later the scripture goes on to say, who is like you? <laughs> There's nobody who's like him because he cannot be put in any type of box because he's energetic. He's pure energy. He's power. You know, God, you, you, we can't uh, attribute enough things to him because he is all of that. And then some and words only 
help us to try to really understand because our minds are so finite that we can't really grasp how he is. So we attribute words to kind of give us a context of how he is. So the scripture says, Moses says here that he is, he, when he made man, he made him in his own image and him, he created everything that man would need. So the Bible says he created, he, them denoting the, the life that God was speaking into him, the ability to procreate. So there, from there, he gave earth to man. Okay, so at that point, so he had he's given earth to man, to the to mankind. So mankind now is in charge of earth. But he lost that. He fell and lost that dominion. Thus, why we needed a second Adam, why we needed Jesus to come to help restore back the dominion and the authority that we have. So that's why when Jesus got ready to leave, he said, now, look, before I have left, you have asked nothing because you didn't need to ask because I've been here with you. I've been here with you the whole time. So why would you need to ask for anything when I'm among you? But he said, now I'm getting ready to leave something with you. And that's my name. I'm getting ready to leave with you my authority. Everything that I have of how heaven backs me up. Now I've given that to you. I'm going to really let you digest that because that's heavy. So if you begin to understand that, that's why don't allow anybody. I don't care who it is. I don't care if a person got several PhDs. I don't care who comes along and try to tell you prayer is not effective. The devil is a lie. Prayer is the most effective weapon that we have as believers. The Bible says that Elijah prayed that it would not rain and it shut up. It shut up the heavens, his prayers did, because he prayed. Prayer is the most effective thing that we can do because it connects with God and it is our right as a joint heir with Christ Jesus to be able to pray. Do you not know that's what Jesus is on the right hand of the Father doing? He's praying. He's The Bible says he's making intercession now for us as our great and high priest. So he's receiving our prayers. Hallelujah to God. So today, I don't know who it is who may feel like, you know, what that what they see and what, you know, what, even with the injustice that's going on with, with the killings and brutality that's being done by cops, amen, and, and people not understanding. But guess what? You have a voice. You have a voice with the Father. Glory to God. It may be you may never get to step on the stage. You may never uh, be able to have a a a stage of influence where you're uh, before millions of people. But guess what? You're before the father. Hallelujah to God. You're before the father, God, and you can be able to pray and speak over these situations. Amen. Glory to God. You can begin to proclaim justice. You can begin to uh, lose peace. You can begin to lose the love of God towards this situation, even towards those officers. We can pray for them. We can pray for, for, for God to change their hearts amen glory to god whatever the justice system fate may be for them but glory to god god is concerned about all of us just like he's considered and uh, concerned about the floyd family god is concerned amen but what is it going to take It's going to take a voice It's going to take somebody who understands that they have power with god and favor with man so think about that today 
So all of these things now that we're talking about as we're moving ahead in this series, The Voice of Significance, Paul said this. He said that if any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away and behold, all things have become new. He's talking about this born again experience, this this new creation reality. That's what what it is that Paul is talking about. This this new reality that is in Christ of how he can take us and transform us and and create us as a new creature that nobody has ever seen before. Glory to God. Think about that. You know, when DNA is altered, it changes. It changes the molecular structure of whatever it is that it's introduced to. That's why viruses are so deadly, because it begins to transform. It begins to try to rewrite code of your genetic being. Thus, that's why people get uh, cancers and and all kinds of gross tumors and things that happen on the inside of them because that thing, that, that strand is changing the DNA of how it was made up. Well, Jesus, when his word is ingested in us and we receive what he has said by faith, it changes us. So glory to God. So the writer of Hebrews here is telling them, he's saying that, look, it, that, that back in the past, he said that things were, were established by the prophet. God had to speak that way because everybody had already the children of Israel and we're going we're going to cover so much stuff but I'm just giving you high level stuff right now that that back when Moses got received the 10 commandments the bible says that they uh told God they told Moses go back and tell God uh, no, we kind of don't want the same thing that you have with him. We can't take it. I mean, his voice when he talked is loud. It sounds like thunder is booming. And yeah, we kind of scared. Uh, we came up out of Egypt and we didn't sign up for none of this stuff. This is, this is not what we thought. You know, the smorgasbord of quail and, and getting water out of a rock, that's been really cool. But uh, having this kind of personal one-on-one thing, yeah, no, not so much. So they had established the tone of how God would communicate with them. That was God was trying to establish a personal relationship with him. Glory to God. Isn't it nice to see that in Scripture to come back? See, this is what the revelation that Jesus gives us because of him that we can see now. The plan of God was always for us to be intimate with him. That's always been God's plan is to have an intimate relationship with him. So let's hurry along here. So he said here in sundry times, he said that God spake unto uh, unto the fathers by the prophets right and he says here in verse two but guess what now in these last days has spoken unto us by his son whom he has appointed heirs of all things by whom also he made the world now what is that now and i want you to understand that that's plural worlds so what is he saying he is saying it is the logos the logos the the word jesus is the manifested word because that is what how he's known in heaven when you go over into first john he said that there's three that bears witness in heaven the the uh the father the word and the spirit 
uh, and he's talking about Jesus. He, but he wasn't known as Jesus. That's for our benefit. But there, he's the Word. He's the spoken Word. He's the Logos. He's the Logos, and he's the Rhema. Hallelujah to God. He's the Logos. He's the Word. And it says here, it is by the spoken Word that the worlds were framed. Think about that. How are you framing your world today? What are you saying? What are what are you building up and tearing down? Think about this. On the day of Pentecost, on this day where nationalities, creeds, people from all ethnicity, tribes were gathered together and the spirit of God, because the gene of Jesus was in them, he could come and rest in them just like he did Jesus. Ooh, glory to God, because he found similarity of what he was used to. He came and dwelled in them. And the Bible says that they begin to speak ecstatically, that they begin to speak in other tongues, tongues that were not theirs. Glory to God. And guess what? That was dunamis. The, the Bible says in Acts chapter number two, it says here that it says that and they would receive, Jesus told them they would receive dunamis. They would receive power. Ooh, glory to God. That made that made my shoulders shake when I say that. Amen. Glory to God. It says that they would receive power. What is this dunamis that he's talking about? Dynamite. It's where we get the word dynamite from. Now, remember, the Bible just said here in Hebrews, it says here it is how the worlds were framed that he speak that he spoke and it says here and whom also he made the worlds so first of all so he was appointed all things so all principalities powers all those things those beings have to submit and bow to Jesus because he was given all things and he was the one that framed these worlds so how is our world being shaped Look at it today. Do you think that we as the church that we're speaking, that we're framing things? You know, that's why I said we are the gatekeepers now. If you're born again, if you're part of the body of Christ, it is our duty to pray the will of God in the earth. Well, Brother Steve, I don't know what the word of God is. And less, I mean, I only really pray when I get in trouble. That's not how God wants things to be. His promises is in his word. We have to search them out. There are so many great promises that we have, especially we remember uh, during uh, 9-11 and, and it became the staple Psalms 91. He that dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. Yeah, it's there that those are promises. Amen. And, and he goes on there at the end and says, and because he has set his love upon me, this is God talking saying, because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I honor him. God is talking to us because if we make him our, our, our secret place and our refuge, God said that these things are, are accessible to us. So those are promises. Those are things that God has put himself on the hook for. But what does it take? It takes somebody who is functioning in new creation reality and understand that with their words, because Jesus is in us, because he has given us his spirit, he has given us dunamis, he has given us power, we can frame the world. 
That's right. I know you was like, whoa, hold on. I was expecting some Isaac Newton theory or or some complex uh, 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 equation for this thing to be able to be established. No, it's speaking. The Bible don't say nothing about that God took the uh, an asymptotic line and extended it outward infinitely, and then there was light. It wasn't none of that. What God did is so mind-blowing it we wouldn't even begin to understand the equations of of what he spoke when he said let there be and how neutrons and protons and electrons began to form and and how the word remember it said the world was framed and listen this isn't over our heads this isn't crazy talk this isn't being scientific this is the word and we have to begin to understand it because if we want things to change in our world world we have to speak the bible says that they spake and when they spake it was like cloven tongues of fire now think about that it appeared as cloven tongues of fire set on their heads you know uh my friend today does listen i want you to understand dunamis has a twofold purpose dynamite has a twofold purpose dynamite does it it has the ability to build up and it has the ability to tear down and that's in different orders so it has the ability to tear down and build up well what are you saying steve what i'm saying is is what dynamite if something is there you can demolition it you can condemn it and you can tear it down you can blow it up to smithereens to where there's nothing but ash and rubble and then what can you do you can erect something new on top of it that's what god is telling us that's what made the day of pentecost so powerful not only was it fulfillment of prophecy but it was the establishing of the church it was god fulfilling the old testament fulfilling everything now instead of it being just the prophet the priest and king now we function as kings and priests Amen. Glory to God. Now, we we're not going to get into the office of the prophet. Amen. But we're we're we function don't now as kings and priests. Peter says in the epistle of Peter that we are lively stones now that we are royal priesthood. What does that mean? That means now we got the right to speak. We got the right and the ability to speak. Do you not know if you today are not saved, you can become born again by your mouth, by connecting with God through faith, through the things that I'm saying and saying, Jesus, come in my heart. I want to receive you. I want to receive that gene in my life. I want to be made of the same stuff that you made of. And I want your spirit to come and fill me. You can do that today. And those of us that know God, guess what? Yes, you have a right to speak and the father will hear you. Hallelujah to God. Amen. So, you know, that's why we pray. I pray for these families, families that have lost loved ones at the hands of crooked people who have who are full of the devil. And what I mean by that, that they're full of hatred and that they don't love them, their neighbor as they love themselves because it's incapable of them to because they're not born again. They don't function in new creation reality. So we have it's things we have to begin to understand that the devil is at work. He is at work and he doesn't play fair. He's an outlaw. Jesus outlawed him when he stripped him of power on the day at the cross when he died and he rose again. He stripped him. 
He stripped him of that power. And now the devil is functioning as an outlaw. So it is now up to us to arrest him by the things that we say in conjunction with what God has said. Hallelujah to God. So God was looking at them on the day of Pentecost and they looked at one another and they marveled because they probably was looking and saying, man, you are Greek, but you're not speaking Greek. Or looking at a Hebrew and saying, man, you are a Hebrew. You ain't speaking Aramaic or Hebrew. You're not doing none of that stuff. You're speaking in a language directly unto God that's building up and that's establishing. And, you know, that's what it's going to take in this day It's going to take a voice of significance It's going to take someone who will wait and allow the spirit to fall upon them to speak. What are you saying, Steve? That all sound good, but I don't know where you're getting this stuff from. The Bible. The Bible tells us that Jesus said that. And when they deliver you up in that very hour, you won't even know what to say, but the spirit will give you what to say. That's what gives us significance. That's why we pray out of the spirit. That's why we pray in, in tongues, why we pray or what some people call the heavenly language, which Paul talks about, which which we where we was getting our uh, our 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 title for this podcast in particular, this session that we're having, this series, The Voice of Significance. Paul talks about over in 1 Corinthians chapter number 14, where he begins to talk about the diversity of gifts. And, you know, here's the thing. The the, the Bible, as, as it makes its progression, he you know, everybody loves 1 Corinthians 13. It is known as the love chapter. Well, he starts he's talking about love because he's addressing a issue there in the church that at, at the Church of Corinthians, which is such a beautiful church. And we're going to uh, start wrapping it up and then we'll pick it up next week. Um, but he, he deals here at the Corinthian church about disunity. He's talking to them about disunity. What? Not in the church. Yes, in the church. <laughs> He's talking to the church about disunity because they can't get along because there's so many different ethnicities and they were not respecting each other. Now, uh, he talks about, you know, yeah, you guys are able to prophesy and the gifts are flowing. People are getting healed. There's the word of knowledge. Uh, there's the word of deliverance. There's there's the uh, w- uh, word of wisdom going forth. There's all these things. But. Yeah, he said in in first Corinthians 13, it won't mean nothing if love is not present. So today we got to begin to understand if love isn't present, it doesn't matter. That's why people can speak and sound so good. We got so many wonderful sounding orators. But he said at the root of it, if love is not there. If love is not there at the base of what's being said, it won't transform anything. So he picks up in continuation with that thought and he starts talking about these gifts and and about desiring these gifts there in first Corinthians chapter 14. And he begins to talk about these tongues again that we we've been talking about since the day of Pentecost and when they fail. And he says he picks up the thought from 13, follow after charity, which is love and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that you may prophesy. Paul, what in the world are you saying? 
oh, I don't want to hear nothing about no prophecy. You starting to get spooky and, ooh, I don't know. And this ghost is, ooh, this holy ghost and people shaking and quaking and stuff. It's reality. It's our life. It's the supernatural life that we have in God. It's nothing spooky, deep about it. You know, I'm a, a what, what they would call a mystic because I believe in the spirit of God. I pray in the spirit. I pray in tongues with these things that the Bible says. I mean, ne never thought anything of it. I've been doing it since I was 13, 14 years old. Amen. Because I believe by faith. Amen. And because I believe by faith, I work that faith. I work it. I display it through what I do and what I believe. But Paul said here, listen, as I'm closing it, he's saying here, I much rather you exhort. What do that mean? He's saying speak. He said, look, desire gifts. I can't wait till we start talking about the gifts of the spirit. But he said here, desire gifts in God. Yeah, desire the Holy Spirit to reveal to you what gift you function in. But he said, but above that, I would much rather you prophesy. What are you saying? He said, I much rather you strengthen somebody. You know, Jesus had told Peter. I love saying this. I love. He said, Peter, look, he said, when you, he said, the devil desires to sift you as wheat. He said, but Peter, I prayed for you. He said, I prayed for you, Peter. He said, I prayed and I pray that your faith fail not. Ooh, we'll wait until we get into that scripture. But he said, he said, I pray that your faith fail not. And when you get converted, he said, what? Strengthen the brethren. He said, strengthen them. It's the same word of exhortation that he's talking about. Paul is talking about. You know, for us to be able to strengthen someone, we got to be able to have something of some significance to say. So I'm going to we're going to pick this up next week. Amen. Glory to God. I love just. Yeah, that's right. You probably like, oh, well, this is a podcast. You can just go on for an hour and give it all to us. Now, I want you to really digest some of the things, because I think sometimes that's what we do. We 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 get we get so much stuff and then we want to go on to the next thing. But we need to rehearse and really get it in our spirit and then put it into practice. Amen. Glory to God. These things that that I'm sharing with you, these are truths that I've come to know that I've come and I repeatedly have seen God do their, their desirable results in God. That's how I like to put them. Amen. You know, that's why people try to be controlling because they want to control the results. But the thing is, is that God has given us, that he has given us his word. And if we are obedient and put it into action, what he says, we will get the results that God has said. So he told him here, and we're going to pick this back up from 1 Corinthians 14 next week. But he said here, he said, I'd much rather you prophesy. Now, I ain't, now we're not going to be saying, oh, well, Brother Steve just told me to go out and, and grab people in the parking lot and prophesy. Now, that's not what he's talking about. Everything we do, we're led by the Spirit. We're led by the Holy Spirit. And, we'll, and we know when he gives us something to speak, we feel him down in our hit man, in our inward man. Or what the Bible says, you know, in our belly. Amen. Glory to God. In our belly. You know, the Bible makes several references about where, uh, you know, where our hidden man is at. Take, for instance, what it says in Proverbs uh, 18 and 21. And you probably heard the scripture a lot. 
it says here a man's belly talking about his inner man talking about the true you shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth and with the increase of his lips what is he talking about he's talking about speaking something of significance and he says and he understands that life and death are in the power of the tongue and they that love it they go that word love again shall eat the fruit thereof it's out of our belly what's going in your belly what what are you putting in there are you just down are you digesting netflix and amazon and hulu and and, and other things and ton of cnn msnbc fox news all of this stuff horrific things are you digesting that or are you digesting what it is god has said hallelujah to god know this today my friend god has given you a voice just like he has the bible says that god said let us create man in our image what is he saying he said let us make another speaking spirit let us make somebody who can say something that is significant and create something just like we can oh glory to god oh god i got i'm gonna end it right there father we thank you today we're gonna pray father i thank you today lord for those that have joined in with us oh god and listening to this podcast oh god this reimage podcast father that where we understand that how you wipe the slate clean for us in jesus and jesus because of your blood you have washed us and your blood has infiltrated us and it began to make us over anew just like you and father today i thank you for that experience for the born again experience and not only that but the baptism of the holy ghost and father i'm praying today oh god if somebody is not filled with the holy ghost i pray today that god if they are in you and they have received you as their savior jesus and father i pray right now where they're at as they stretch their hands up oh god that you would fill them with the holy ghost from on high oh god and that they would begin to walk in power today god and father i thank you today god for uh uh, the things oh god you've allowed us to experience see and be in this time right now god and we pray for these families oh god uh uh, just not in particular the george the uh the lloyd family oh god uh, Floyd family but God for Albury family oh God for all these families across the United States and world God that we may not even know about but God we pray today that they will come to know you we pray that you would touch them today right where they're at there's no distance in the spirit God touch them today father we pray and father i pray today god that as as we release this podcast oh god i pray that god that is going into places we could never even dreamed of going into and that somebody today would be strengthened today that somebody would get up and say you know what father fill me give me voice give me words of utterance words of significance that will impact the world around me father i thank you today i give you all the glory and the honor of and praise join us again on next thursday as we release another episode subscribe like us we're on all the major platforms we're on uh primarily out of uh, anchor.fm we're on spotify we're on itunes we are on google Podcasts. you can search for us sought out ministries re-imaged broadcast steven Steele, s-t-e-e-l-e you can find us on facebook under sought out ministries as well hallelujah to god we love you with the love of god we pray today that you have been encouraged that you've been strengthened most of all that you've been blessed and know that you are in power 
empowered to go out and to shake the devil's kingdom and snatch souls out of hell. We love you. God bless you. And we'll talk with you again.